Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled, What a Difference a Day Makes. So last summer, I was with a group of people who went to the Eastern, on an Eastern Caribbean cruise, and the Dominican Republic was one of the port calls. And before traveling, I researched the area and I learned that the Dominican was on one side of the island, one half of the island, and Haiti was on the other side. I also looked into what kind of excursions they offered. Because when I cruise and stop at a particular port, I like to get off and go into the community and meet the people, connect with the people, and see how people really live because it's really commercial around the port call areas, you know, with the vendors and so on and so forth. So I decided on visiting an orphanage for girls ages 3 to 23. It was absolutely delightful. And Yield to the King Ministry was well represented, I must say. I was on the trip as the executive director and at least maybe seven or eight other people who have supported Yield to the King Ministry either through volunteerism or as individual donors were also on the cruise. So they came along on this particular excursion. And if you want to hear more about that trip, I did an episode on August 28th of last year, 2018, and it's entitled Give Back with Purpose, a Community Tour. So we had the opportunity to tour the facility, the orphanage facility, and we had an English-speaking tour guide. Some people knew Spanish. I don't know any Spanish at all. Uh, certain words, but not enough to be able to follow a, a, a tour. So we were in the lobby area where there were pictures of the founder. We got to see the kitchen area and the dining areas. The kitchen, they pointed out some of the items that had been donated from people visiting and then going back and compassion and a heartfelt need to help the orphanage donated like a big gas stove for them. We went to the library. We saw their computer room. Their sleeping quarters and their showering and bathroom facility area. And in the living or common area, there was this big sign of the girls' schedule for the day. It was in Spanish, so I couldn't make out everything for the short period that we were standing there, but the tour guide brought it to our attention. But what I did notice was the time of day connected with the schedule from the time they arose to the time they retired for the evening. Their day started at 5.45 a.m. and it ended at 9 p.m. And then embedded in their schedule were things like prayer, breakfast, school, 
homework, snacks, lunch, recreation, and then they had an evening time that they spent in prayer also. It appeared grueling and very busy for girls ages 3 to 23. I'm sure the younger children had a different type of schedule. But every waking hour had something scheduled for a particular block of time. Now, I I know the importance of discipline, and I, I appreciate discipline and schedules and routine, and I'm one that can attest that if I don't have a schedule, oftentimes I will make one up just to keep myself on track. But here's a couple of questions that I want us to ponder today. What is your, and, and as I'm talking to you and when I prepare for my episode and my broadcasting, I, I talk to myself and, and I, it, this all is applied to me also. So what is your day? What is my day like? What's at the top of our list? At the top of the young ladies list in the orphanage, prayer at 5.45 a.m. They started out with prayer. What does your to-do list look like from morning till night? And are you and I, are we moving from one place to another, just doing, 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 and under the guise that our life is okay? At what point will we get off the merry-go-round and make our days count? It's amazing with the right perspective what a difference a day makes. So you might ask, well, what is the right perspective? Well, I'm here to share with you, and I want you to consider that each day is a gift from God. Each day brings new possibilities. We all have 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, at least 30 days in a month, 365 days in a year. What difference are we going to make with that time? You see, we measure time as if we are guaranteed a long life and it's as if it's our time and we can do with it what we want. God, our Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth, transcends time. He's omnipresent. He has no beginning nor end. He allowed you and I to enter into this world to be born and we're alive. The question is, What are we going to do? We're alive to do what? How do we view the time God has given us? How will we be good stewards of the time God has allotted? So the big question for you and I is what is stopping us from filling our lives with more time with Jesus, spending more time with Jesus? or spending time with Jesus at all. Let's consider a couple of scenarios. Uh, They're going to be two extremes, one on one end and one on the opposite end. And the first scenario is something like this. Let's say we spend one hour a day with Jesus, and that can be a combination of prayer, reading the Bible, studying his word, fellowship, whatever. But one hour we spend with Jesus, and out of a 24-hour day, that leaves us with 23 remaining hours in that day. 
let's say for those of us who need lots of sleep, let's manage to pull off seven hours of sleep. So let's subtract seven from the 23, and that leaves 16 hours remaining in a day. Now, we, we must eat, you know, to keep our energy levels up. So let's say we eat three hours in a day to prepare and eat our meals. That could be for some breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It can be a combination of different types of snacks or whatever. But let's just say we've allotted three hours in a day to prepare and eat our meals. So we subtract three from 16, and that leaves 13 hours in a day. Now, if we have family or no family and friends, let's tack on some time, some family-friendly time. Let's say maybe that would equate to about three hours a day. So if you've got family, kids, there's soccer games and basketball games, football games, swimming, uh, whatever, uh, tumbling, uh, ballet, let's, let's tack on three hours a day, commuting, taking them back and forth, staying, waiting, watching, going to the various events. And if we were to subtract the three hours from the 13 hours, that would leave us 10 hours for work, commute time, et cetera. Now, that's one scenario to consider. And that scenario just presented one hour of time with Jesus. Now, let's look at the second scenario. And again, it's extreme on the opposite end. So let's say we spend five hours with Jesus per day. Again, that's a combination of prayer, reading the Bible, studying his word. Maybe you're taking in a a movie, a, a, a Christian movie, and you're watching a, a, a film or Netflix or, or uh, Pure Flix or Hulu or whatever. We take five hours from the 24, that leaves 19 hours remaining in a day. Let's continue to give us at least seven hours, the seven hours from the, uh, the, the, the 19, and that leaves us uh, 12 hours. So then we have meal preparation. Let's say we were able to cut down on the meal preparation. And uh, because we were able to plan and prepare a little better, now we can spend less time. And if we take the uh, hour and a half from the 12 hours remaining, that leaves us 10.5 hours. And again, you've got family and you've got friends. Let's say that you still need to spend time with them. But let's say what if the five hours that you spend with Jesus also accounts for family and friend time. So that can be, uh, that means that you're bringing Jesus to the forefront. You're incorporating Jesus in all things that you do. So before you go to your soccer game or your ballet or your track meet with your kids or whatever, you're praying and you're uh, just making sure that Jesus is in the forefront and that you're acknowledging him, that he's in control of your lives. So the five hours incorporates your family and friend time also. Now you're down to just a few hours for commuting and going to work. Let's say that only you'll give yourself nine hours to do that. And out of the 10.5 hours, now you're left with 1.5 hours, which appears to be free time. Now, again, those two extreme scenarios were to make a point, and they were also weekdays. So you know the weekend hours, of course, are going to look differently. But my point is this. We as individuals have to make our days count for something. Living for Jesus should be at the top of our list. 
If we were to increase our time spent with Jesus, we are bound to hear from him, to know his voice, see him more clearly, and understand the precious gift of life from his perspective. Our days are not our own. Our lives are not our own. For whom are we going to live, you and I? So the challenge for us is to honor God through the days he has given us. I want to present some scripture, as always. And the first one is Psalm 27 and 4, and this is the New International Version. And it reads, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Matthew 6, 33 and 34 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Verse 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Luke 12, 25 says, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And then James chapter 4, verses 14 through 15 says, Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, verse 15 says, You ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And then Psalm 90 and 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So prioritize your life so that you can start off and end with time with Jesus. Look at the hours that you spend working. Maybe don't worry about tomorrow and just say, whatever I leave will be here tomorrow. Let's make our days count. So in closing, Let's not take our days of old and future for granted. What will you and I put on our list of things to do? Let's divide our time, our days, our 24 hours in a day to include quality time with Jesus. Let's be wise and number our days. Time is precious. This is our opportunity to make a difference in a day. And with that, I want to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.